Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast on today. Today is Tuesday, January the 19th. I know y'all, I haven't did a podcast since ooh, last year of November. Please forgive me that I haven't been able to do a podcast. You just know that some things have happened, some things inspired, you know, I just had to take a break, not from y'all, but, you know, I had to get myself mentally, physically prepared for different stuff that I'm dealing with in life and just different stuff. But I'm going to get back on my A-game, on my grind, and today is, we're going to be talking about uh, get out of your head. This is a Jesus plan um, from the Bible. It's Jesus plan. Let me see so I can take out the right information. Um, it is get out of your head, and it's by... Jeannie Allen. It's a reading plan. It's like a five day. Um, talking about get out of your head. How we gotta just get out of our head. Because our head would have us somewhere in left field. So we're gonna start that today. Get out of get out of your head. And the day devotion comes from every thought captive, really. Every every thought captive. Okay. We once thought our mind as an immutable, immutable thing. The brain you was born with and the way it works, or didn't it? We were just, were just how it was. No sense fronting of what can, what cannot be changed. We know that the brain is constantly changing, whether or whether or not we tend for it to. With this in mind, and in hope to discover how we can break free from our aspiring thought pattern. Um. He said, I started studying the brain. I began to see a pattern at work in many of us. Our emotions would lead us to thoughts, and those thoughts would dictate our decision, or our decision would determine behavior, and then the behavior would shape our relationship, all of which can take us back to reality, take us back to either healthy or unhealthy thoughts. Round and round, we go spiraling down, seemingly out of control. Our life becomes defined by endless cycles. Depression. Unless, unless there is a way to interrupt it. What if instead of spending our energy trying to find the symptoms, we find the root of the problem? The reality is that our emotions are a byproduct of the way we think. What's good about this is that we can change our thinking. Meaning, like, okay, you know how some people. I'm not gonna lie, cause I be in my head all the time. You know. That's something I said I'm going to try to change in 2021. I am trying to change that. You know, we always in our head like, po-po me. Or you always stressing. You always worry. You depressed. Even though you probably said, God, give it to you. But in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, God, I don't know if this is going to work. Or, God, this is what's going on right now. Um, God, this is this is my situation that I'm dealing with. And I don't know. Okay, I'm going to give you a prime example. You know me. I like to keep it real. I like to tell y'all, my, you know, I put myself on the on the line. I put myself out there so y'all know what's going on. Okay, um, you know, my kids get government assistance. You know, you get Medicaid and food stamps, right? So as you know, I do work for the school district as a whatever. I'm not gonna tell you what I work they do, but I do work for the school district. So, um, and it's like you know, I yes, I do work, but. I don't bring enough home for some parent reason and they let it go to the mind the states think that i bring home all this money so 
So recently I had to be certified or whatever. At first I was getting like 90 some dollars. Well, at first I was getting like almost close to 300. Then it went down to 100 and something. Then it went down to like maybe 97. Now, right now, at this particular point, which is January the 19th, I got a letter saying, first it was like $15. Boom. Then it dropped down to 13. Now I get $11. $11 for me and three kids. And yes, I do work for the school. But I was like, okay, I got bills. Like, I don't have, I don't have like a car note or nothing like that. Thank you, Jesus, because I feel like, honey, I, I, have, I don't know what I, I probably have that stripper. But thank you that I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have a car note. Yes. Um, so it's like, how, how can they cackle like that? I am like, I'm a working, I'm a working single mom. Just trying to better herself, trying to make ends meet and just trying to, you know, like, just try to make ends meet. You know, I don't bring a whole lot of money home where I can just say, okay, I'm going to take this check and then we're going to just go grocery shopping with this check. No, I can't because every I little check to check me. Like, I'm going to get paid twice a month. So, you know, one check is for the rent and the other, you know, I have to budget different stuff. So, it's like, okay, how? So, when they said that, I was like, God, how am I supposed to survive with three kids? With they all teenagers now. With eleven dollars, I was just always in my head like, "How am I supposed to do this?" Like I know people out here that only work, don't do nothing but sit at home, don't try to better themselves, but they get like two thousand dollars in sample, you know all this. And I'm like, "What? What did I do? What did I do?" Like I'm just asking myself. So I was in my head questioning myself, like, "Why? Why is I'm like, why I'm not getting this? At least I am trying to work. At least I am trying to better myself." Yes, I did say Jesus. I did not want to build this system forever, but come on, like this is ridiculous. Eleven dollars with three children, and you know, so I was like thinking, like, God, how they calculate this? Because I don't bring a lot home. I don't. So I was in my head just thinking, and just got mad because you know, like, how I'm supposed to make this work? And then I'm gonna tell you, I had to remember what did Jesus tell me back back in Matthew. Six time I do not worry. Look at the birds. They you always see they eating and all this. I was like, I at that particular I didn't want to hear that because I was so mad at this eleven dollars because I was still in my head. Like I'm still pissed off about this eleven dollars. Like really, how come they gonna give me eleven dollars? I was still mad. But then I was like, okay. So I had to just stop for a moment. You know, it's something you have to catch yourself. And be like, okay, Jesus know what he's doing. Lord, how I all I kept saying how I, all I want to know was how was I supposed to make this? So then I was like, okay, we got food here, and you know my kids, you know they was like, mom, take a day at a time, a day, take a day by day. I said, okay, we take it day by day. So we took it day by day. You know, we every day I said, okay, this is what we're gonna eat today, or you know I might cook like a big pot of this and that or whatever, but. I was still mad. So I was like, okay. And then at the point, I was like, okay, God gonna always make sure me and my kids gonna have something to eat. We didn't been here before, but we didn't have nothing. But he always make a way. You know, just, I don't know, but he made a way. But I had to change my way of thinking. Okay, God, thank you for the $11. And that's how you have to say, Lord, I thank you. You know, it might not be much. But Jesus, I think I can go get some bread or I get some Jiffy Mix or I get some beans or whatever the case may be. Lord, I thank you for this $11. So we have to put a twist on it. Even though I know you're probably like, how can she be so great by $11? Yeah. Only if you knew. But you just have to like, 
you just have to be like, okay, it is what it is. God gonna make sure he never he you know we been through this before. He ain't gonna he's not gonna leave me. He just always gonna be he gonna always make sure me and my kids have something to eat. So you have to always tell yourself, no matter what situation you may be facing, um, you just gotta be like, God gonna always make a way. Like um this morning. I just really had to just, I was like, okay, God, I need to hear a word from you. So after I got through doing my little 20-minute workout, whatever, about to die, whatever, I did that. And I was just sitting out there reading my little book, my little confession, and I was like, God, I just need to hear a word from you. I was talking about my business, how I want my business to grow, how I want, you know, just everything that I want to know what I need to do. I said, God, I don't know what else to do. I'm at the point where I just want to give up. I was telling him that. Then he was like, and I just sat there on my patio, just sitting there, just waiting. I thought maybe we won't say nothing, because <laughs> you love. But I just heard him say consistently. You have to be consistent. Just because you do it a couple days here and a couple days here, every day you have to be consistent. Meaning like, I don't care what it is. What do you want? Be consistent. So I was like, okay. So I said, okay, let me get back on my grind. Let me get back on my hustle. And let me be consistent, no matter what. Whether nobody listens to this podcast, no matter nobody buy my product, no matter what it is, I have to be consistent. So that was the word for the day: consistent. <laughs> um, and it say, where was I? It okay. What's good about it is that we can change our way of thinking. The Apostle Paul understood the war that take place in our thought, how circumstances and imagination become weapons that undermine our faith and hope. The Bible records this bold declaration that we are to take every thought captive to, to obey Christ. In 2 Corinthians that's 10, 10 5 in the ESV. I don't know. But take every thought of captivity, meaning like if something bad come up, oh, like, say you be sitting at work or whatever, and something just pop up in your mind, hopefully, uh, they might be say, like, how could I say? Say you went to the, yeah, say you went to the doctor and one week, and you waiting on the, your lab results to come back, and you be like, oh, what they say I got this? Well, you know, your mind say, what if I have high blood pressure? Your mind is, oh, you know, you have blood pressure in your family, but your mind think, like, what if I have it? What if I get this? What if I get that? Uh, no, just starts putting it. Be like, "Devil, you alive?" You know. Oh well, I would not have that. I don't care what it, it stops with me. I would not have blood pressure just because my mom had, my dad had, my sister had, whoever, whoever may have. I would not have it, and all that type of stuff. So you have to learn how to just give it to God. Take everything, just turn it around, and put it with the Word of God. And also, it say take every thought captive, even is it even. Is this even possible? Be, because honestly, my thoughts run wild a lot of time. But deep down, but deep, but but my deep down into the inner working of my brain confirms what the Bible says. We can take every thought captive. Not only our thoughts can be changed, but we can be the one that changed them. I mean, like if something comes up, be like, I remember a while back. It was I had something. I used to always ask my kids. Just help me. Can y'all help me do this? And then I had to like, I can do that. I don't think my kid don't need to help me. But I had to change my way of thinking. Like, I can do this. Each morning, it's a struggle for me. I can do this. Yes, I'd be like, want to pick up the phone and call somebody. Want to be able to do this. 
But each morning I tell me I can do this because in my mind, my mind tells me that I can't because so long I I was telling myself that I could do this. I can't drive by myself. I can't go by myself. I can't do this by myself. But I have to tell myself I can do this. Yes, Felicia, you can do this. Yes, Felicia. Okay, just learn how to call on the word. Call on God when you feel like this. Just do it. Whatever. So I have to do it for myself. No different for nobody else. So I go through stuff just like I do. And it's saying, God help me. It's say God help me to break the cycle for my out of control thoughts. I want my, I want your tools to invade every decision, every emotion, every thought I have. Okay, and it says 2 Corinthians 10, chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. For we live in the world. We do not rage, we do not rage war as the world does. The, the weapon we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish stronghold. We demolish anger and every pretense and set itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive. Every thought to make it to a beat to Christ. So when God said, Well, if you want to die, then if you're alive, I would live and not die because it works. So, Lord, whatever He comes in, you better learn how to take that thought and twist it around for what God says about you. I remember I have this thing. Everybody, like, um, people always say, Please, she's so pretty. I'm like, Girl, you're lying. I'm ugly. But now I got to the point where I have to accept that maybe it's something they see, like, Oh, you're so pretty. You have a pretty smile. I'll be like saying to myself, Who is who did they see? But you know, I have to, <laughs> I have to change it. And it say James four seven. Submit ourselves then to God. Resist the devil; he will flee from you. Mean like every time that devil come in with that thought, resist him. Resist him. Turn around and put it with the power, put it with the word of God. Just know that we have to submit to God and the devil. For God hate light. So every time, if you just want to be in darkness, there's your business. But I don't want to be in darkness all the time. I want to have some light. So when every time the devil tries to throw darkness, I try to throw light in this space. I'll be like, no, I'll be like, well, not today. Not today, say. And you just have to just be just be consistent. The word today is consistent. Be consistent in everything that you want to do. Okay. I'm reading this. It's called The Battle of Your Mind. It's, um, I'm going to read this. Somebody, I found this on the internet. It is called Battle of Your Mind. Design God, you know, design for God. Think the life, think the life of the mind of, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, think life of mind. Think a life in the mind, in the love of God. A battle a violent battle is raging around us 24 hours per day. In 1965, Donald Bearhouse wrote a book that is called The Invisible War. It is the battle of your mind. And that battle is vicious. It's intense. It is unwritten. It is unfair because Satan never plays fair. And the reason why it is so intense is that because the greater excess is in your mind. Remember, Jesus made us in his image. So that's why the enemy comes and try to attack our mind. If he got our mind, he have us. So if he get our mind, just know that he have us. Okay. I have seen, it say destroying the stronghold. I have seen the face of mental illness. I have seen what it looked like when people are unable to hear God because their minds are broken and cannot seem to connect to God even when they want to connect to God. 
And I know whatever you get your mind, whatever gets your mind, gets you. So, so one of the most important things we need to learn and teach others is to how to guard, strengthen, and renew our mind because the battle of sin always starts in the mind. There are many passages in scripture that we can look at in this chapter, but I want to focus on one. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5. I just read that to y'all. Though we walk in flesh, we are not raging more according to the flesh. In our own words, we are not fighting with armor. We do not fight with politics. We do not fight with money. We do not fight with humanity. Wait, for the weapons are warfare or not the flesh, but divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every low opinion rates rise against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey God. The Apostle Paul says that our job, our job is to is that battle is to destroy stronghold. You know what a stronghold is? It's a mental block. Paul is talking about a pretension argument set up against the knowledge of God. This is a mental battle, and he said, destroy those stronghold. A stronghold can be one or two things. It can be a worldview such as materialism. Dwarfism, communism, acronyms, and relativism <laughs> are mental thoughts that people set up against the knowledge of God. A stronghold can be a person attitude. Worry can be a stronghold. Seeking approval for others can be a stronghold. Anything that makes an idol in your life can be a stronghold. Fear, guilt, resentment, insecurity. All these can be a stronghold in your mind, and the Bible says that you that they are tearing you down. So, like, you know how people have attitudes all the time? Ooh, that is a stronghold because I know some people that have have attitude for no apparent reason. They just want to have an attitude. They wake up with attitude. Uh, and it's a worry. That's that's something I got because the worry is a stronghold. That's something I got to work on. Or seeking approval for other people, meaning like seeking approval. Like, okay, I'm gonna be. This is something I have to work with. Because I always try to seek approval from people. And that's something I know for a fact that is me. Because, like, I try to, like, uh, I, you know, I just, like, oh, I can do this for you. This so I can have somebody to say that like me or to say, okay, we friends or whatever the case may be. I do that. Um, anything that I just can be, like, a, like fear, guilt, resentment, insecurity, all those things. So we have to tear those things down. Okay. Now, look at, now... Look at the very passage, phrase in the passage, every thought captive to the, to obey God. Take every thought, the Greek word, there means to control, to conquer, to bring it into submission. We can take captive. We make it submit. Every thought obey to Christ, make it obedient, means to bring it submission, to bring under control. Mm. But now... But how do you do that? And how do we teach other people to do that? How do I make my mind? How do I make my mind mine? That's not like a good one. How do I make my mind mine? Um, how do I make my mind mine? I have noticed that my mind isn't always mine. It is often disobedient. It is often very rebellious. I want to go in different direction. When I want to 
think a certain way, it wants to go another way. When I when I want to ponder, it wants to wander. When I want to pray, my thoughts wants to float away. How many of y'all want to get ready to help you like, well, I'm going to pray that all of a sudden you want to go off to sleep or your mind is somewhere else thinking about something that you don't probably be thinking about. But it's all over the place. Paul talks about in Romans 7 and he said, I do not know. I do not I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do want is what I'll keep doing. The fact is, the fact is, the reason we have so many inspection Christians today is that they do not want to fight the battle in the mind. And I blame pastors like, <laughs> like me for that. We spend more time teaching people how to fight the battle. We must spend more time teaching people how to fight the battle of the mind. Four principles in winning the battle of your mind. Um, he said, I've been studying for 33 years, and I did my first Bible study in 1977, working through all these books of the Bible, thinking I could teach on the service for an entire week. This is so much material on what the Bible said about strengthening our mind, renewing our mind, and submitting our mind, and bringing thoughts into captivity that are less 100% principle in God's Word that have to do what we are doing in our minds. Number one, don't believe everything you think. We naturally feel that we that if we think something, it must be true because it comes from us. Just because you think it sometimes does not make it true. As I said above, I have seen face a mental illness. So many different suggestions can come into the mind. Um, the world puts suggestions on our mind that are false. We are bombarded with false ideas all the time. And of course, Satan makes suggestions all the time. But your problem is much more deeper than Satan. Everybody has a mental illness. We are all mental ill. Mental ill is called a sin. And the Bible uses at least a dozen phrases of the condition of our minds under sin. Our minds are confused. In Deuteronomy 28, 20. Anxious, closed. Um, Job 17, 3 through 4. Evil, resentless. Easy classic two twenty one twenty three three and rash delusion Isaiah thirty two four the Bible talk about a troubled mind a sinful mind a dull mind a blind mind a corrupt mind our minds are broken by sin which means we cannot trust even what we think ourselves in Jeremiah seventeen nine say the heart is a deceitful above all all things and desperately seek who could understand we have an amazing ability to lie to ourselves we do it all the time so do i we lie <laughs> uh it say what else it say it say number two guard your mind guard your mind from garbage the second thing to learn is the mind is the is guarding your mind from garbage the old cliche of the early days of the computer garbage is garbage in garbage out is true today but if you put bad data into the computer you'll get bad results if you put mental garbage into your mind you'll get garbage out in your life and proverbs 15 14 a wise man a wise person is hungry for knowledge while the food feed on trash that might be a good verse to write on a post note and think and think it on your tv and remember the next time you think about going to the movies a nutrition tell us tell you that there are three kinds of food that your physical body needs. The brain food that makes you smarter. 
um, the junk food, which is simply calories. It is not poison, but it empties, but it just empty calories. And then there are the toxic food, which is poison. This is the same truth in what you see, what you hear, and what you allow into your mind. Some food is brain food, which will make you smarter, got more godly, more more mature mentally than there's junk food. There's so much you can fill your mind with that it's just stuff. It's either good or bad. As in 1 Corinthians 6, 12 say, lawful but not helpful. In other words, some things are not necessarily wrong, but they are necessary. The Bible tells us to fill our mind with the right thing. If you want to be healthy and successful in Christian life and in ministry to others, successful in your ministry, fix your mind on the right thing. By the way, some people say God hasn't called me to be successful. He calls me to be faithful. That just not that just not true. The Bible say God expects not only faithful but also fruitful. Trace it through Scripture. I choose you that you can bear that you should go and bear fruit. Okay, then two ways to guard two ways. We are two ways to guard your mind, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Okay, Ephesians four six eight. Guard your okay. Guard, guard us two ways to guard your mind from garbage, conversation, prayer, and concentrated focus. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, my brother, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence. Excellent. If there's anything worth playing, think of those things. So hmm. how do we know when you have that peace that's a pass of all understanding? When do you know? Oh, you know. Because I, I experienced that peace one time before and I would love to experience it again. It, it's like some it's like peace that you if they to me when it happened to me, I felt like it was just like slow motion. Like I don't know, it's kind of I ain't gonna say weird. But it was kind of hard to understand. Like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know that I could have so much peace. Because my mind was just mellow out. I mean, like, I didn't think about nothing. It's like, first, guard your mind and heart and everything to pray. Then ask Paul. Then Paul say to think about whatever's true, noble, whatever's pure, just, whatever's lovely, whatever's whatever, excellent, whatever it is. So it said, if you pray as much as you worry, but pray. <laughs> it said, if you if you were to pray as much as you worry, you would not have less to worry about. Do not worry about anything, but pray about everything. Meaning like, you talking to me, stop worrying. Whenever something come up, don't even worry about it. Well, I know that's hard because, you know, that's like human nature for some people. But we have to like, don't worry about it. Like every time something, just start praying. Just pray. That's all we can do. Just pray. The kind of prayer is like one of the conversations with me. We are we are not on our knees. We do not have to close our eyes. If we, I have trained myself to do this. Well, that's me talking. So, and it say never let up on learning. That's the third one. Never let up on learning. Meaning like the third thing to learn and teach other teach other is the battle of the mind. It's never let up on learning. Become a lifelong learner. Love. Knowledge, love, wisdom, learn to love the act of learning. The word discipline, learner, cannot be a just 
This is what Christ without becoming a learner. Jesus said, Come to me, all who are labor and heavy loaded, and the way that sound like a felt need, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me. Me like take his yoke, take take the yoke, me take the Bible, honey. Take the Bible and learn from him. So I'm gonna reach out some more because this is I ain't think it was this long. But tomorrow, thank y'all, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast on today. Uh, but come back on here tomorrow and you will hear another verse of Get Out of Your Head. And I also, for all my Apple phone users, I have a page. I have a thing where I'm going to Clubhouse. Go down to Clubhouse. And I have a little platform where we're going to get on there starting February the 1st. That is my goal, starting February the 1st. We'll get on there, and it's going to be like Empower Single Moms. We're going to get on there, we're going to talk, we're going to just get on there and just talk about different stuff. So, thank y'all, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast. Until next time, y'all having a blessed and amazing Tuesday, and I hope to see you back on Wednesday.